Okay, hey everyone, this is Steve-O with On The Vertigo, and you are joining us for On The Vertigo Show. So, my past is we started this podcast recently, and we hope you want to follow along. We're going to do some games today again, and hopefully be able to post this as an audio and a visual. So, we'll give you that information later. But if you don't know me, I'm the founder of On The Vertigo, which is a nonprofit that tries to inspire and give people hope to fight through their chronic illnesses. I myself has Meniere's disease, which is an inner ear vestibular disorder, which gives me vertigo, dizziness, nauseousness, balance issues. I could go on and on and on, but that's my story. You'll learn more about me in the future podcasts, but I'd like to introduce my co-host, Adrian Smith from Charleston, South Carolina. Say hi, Adrian. Hi. Adrian is dressed like a genie, so if you're lucky, she'll be a genie in your bottle tonight. Can't wait. Ooh, look out. I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to rub my bottle, see if she pops Ooh, out. My phone number out. <laughs> Do you not rub the bottle? People have gotten in a lot of trouble for doing that on Zoom. Yep. All right, so Adrian Smith here is my co-host and will be till we end up not doing the show anymore. And we'd I'd also like to introduce DJ Dizzy D, Dave behind the mic. He's our producer and director. Couldn't do it without it. And we might have actual audio that works this time and video that works this time. So cross your the fingers. Shit shows looking a lot better. Okay, so. We're going to start this off with the way we started off last week with a little brain fog trivial pursuit, which is Adrian versus Dave. The way the game is played is Adrian gets the first chance to answer it because she has brain fog. And if she can't answer it, then Dave gets to answer the question and we keep a tally. We'll do probably around (laughs) seven to eight questions. But first, I need to get my Swami Steve hat on so I can match Adrian for this. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! That's awesome. He's wearing a very big swami hat. It's all blurry. That's as big as your room. It's gigantic. Look at Swami Steve. <laughs> Is it all blurry for you guys? It's blurry to me. Well, we're all blurry, so you know it goes with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it'll be okay. It looks like you have a giant thing of popcorn on your head, like from the Orville <laughs> Redenbacher days when you used to have to, you know, put the thing over the fire and it blow up in a big foil mess. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Hey man, your hat's bigger than mine. <laughs> yes, it's it's big. Okay, first question for brain fog trivia. Here we go. What academy is sometimes is sometimes dubbed Canoe U? Wow, Adrian has first pick. Academy dubbed Canoe U. Correct. You mean like an academy, like a a music or movie award academy? I thought I was the one asking questions here. Well, I have to have a hint. I don't know. It's an academy. Well, I know there's a school that has that club. What Um, is it? I don't. Okay, Dave. I don't know. I'll say West Point. 
Well, that would be the army, but if it's a canoe, it would probably be the the Naval Academy. So nice try, but you both got it wrong. Okay. Who was the first to take home a Best Actor Oscar for a musical in 1943? Good girl. Where are you coming up with these questions? Trivial Pursuit. Well, I don't play that. Um, You are right now. Repeat the question. Who was the first to take home a Best Actor Oscar for a musical in 1943? Can we get a hint of a male or a female? I think I know what it is. It's an actor. Um, Fred Astaire. I am going to say the guy that did Singing in the Rain, and I can't think of his name right now. Danny Kaye? No. Um, oh, man, if we were doing this live, I could phone a friend because it's probably the singing in the rain guy. It's but, James Cagney. So you're okay. All wrong. What, oh, wow. James Cagney. Who wants wow. to hear him sing? Yeah. What Grand Slam? Sense. What Grand Slam tennis tournament is held every January? Throwing Davis softball here. That is. Adrian. What was the, what Grand Slam? Yeah, there's four Grand Slam tournaments in tennis. Which one is held in January? Play court. Well, that's not a bad answer. Um, for a tennis professional like myself, I'm going to say the Australian Open. Correct, but I am going to give it to Adrian because it is play court. So you got to keep a point for that. It is. They don't, they don't even play the Australian on clay courts, so it's oh. all right. Oh, they don't? I thought they did. No. Okay. The French Open is the only one on clay. Okay. Who vowed revenge on France after his terrier Fouche was stolen in 1917 by a railway worker in Alsaki? (laughs) (laughs) King Henry VIII. (laughs) No. Dave? Uh, I'm going to say Hitler. Dave's correct. Brain fog down right. to nothing. Okay. What two states does the town of Mardella Springs border? <laughs> oh, man. There's a town called Mardella Springs. What two states does it border? Borders that town. Tennessee and Georgia. Dave? Uh, I'm going to say Kansas and Colorado, but no, I don't know. Maryland and Delaware. Oh, my God. Who would even know that unless you actually lived there, I guess. Okay. What gangster rap's violent death was foreshadowed by his final video, I Ain't Mad? Come on, Adrian. You need a point, Adrian. You can do it. Here's a hint on camera. <laughs> uh, it, uh, 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 not an iced tea. No, Ooh. no. Uh, still alive. Still alive. <laughs> no, oh, oh, um, dead. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I know this. Another hint. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Tupac. Tupac. Dave, Dave. All right. <laughs> 
All what right. My sound effects are just 30 seconds late, but we'll get there. <laughs> what 1969 event inspired the first blue cheese picnic in Central Park? <laughs> what inspired a blue cheese picnic? In oh 1969, what event in 1969 inspired a blue cheese picnic in Central Park? Barefoot in the park. It, that's a that's a movie and a that's not a bad movie. guess. That's a play. It's an event in 1969 that would inspire the first blue cheese picnic. Think about it. <laughs> event. This hat's driving me crazy. I can't see. I'm all fuzzy. Blue cheese picnic. An event that inspired the blue cheese picnic. 1969. Correct. What do you think there, uh, DJ Dizzy D? Well, I'm going to say it would sound like the first time they tried to waterboard some Amish people, and that's pretty dark. But I think the actual answer is Woodstock. No, it was the first lunar landing. Boom. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it makes sense now, doesn't it? I'm going to have to start writing these down. I think I'm getting a little education. I thought smart. Woodstock made sense. I don't know. Okay. What appliance consumes the most <laughs> what appliance consumes the most electricity, an iron, a toaster, or a TV? Hmm. I want to say a toaster. I'm going with iron. It's the TV, iron. TV if it's a long term. It's the iron. All right, one more. What's the online sister of Wired Magazine? Last question. Wow. Oh, I wouldn't even know. Lady Wire? <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I'm going to hate myself because I Wired? should know this, but I'm going to say Wired Online. Hot Wired. No. God, I don't yeah, have I a wire car. Yeah, I bet you do. Does that count? <laughs> man, okay. that was not great. I need it, to get a point for that. I'm not giving you a point for that. Oh, fuck off. Well, Dave's got four. Adrian, you got zero. Once again, brain fog loses to... Brain fog never wins. Brain fog never wins. Never, never, never. <laughs> All right, Dave, you had some stuff you wanted to talk about on the show today. So now that we're done with our game, what do you got? Well, as people out there may or may not know... Steve did a first bicycle trip from Denver, Colorado to Columbus, Ohio in 2020, yeah. right when COVID was going full. Um, but at any rate, lately, I've been riding my bike and trying to do about 20 miles a day. And granted, I have a regular bike and Steve did a e-bike. But um, I have to say that my ass hurts pretty bad after about the first eight miles. Uh, so I was wondering, Steve, if you could give us a little insight into how you did 100 mile days on the bike. And I mean, of course, you know, I don't know 
like I was thinking about it and I'm like, I wonder how many miles on a regular bike would be equal to a e-bike. So I don't know if maybe 20 miles on a regular bike would be like a hundred miles on an e-bike. Cause you, you could go pretty quick on that thing, but it doesn't mean that your ass probably didn't kill you every day. It did. It, it did every single day. And that's why I went through a lot of baby powder and, uh, I'd pull my britches down in traffic and fill my fill my bike shorts with baby powder and <laughs> pat, pat it up in there. And that helped for about a half a mile. But every single day, my butt hurt so bad that after about three or four days, it felt like you were sitting on fire or needles like it was that bad every day. For I got to the point where I could go about 20 miles. And then after 20 miles between 20 and 100, then it just hurt. It was just pure torture. But Another on that note, <clears throat> I was thinking about this the other day, and, and one of the things that's interesting about the book and writing about it, and I do write about riding the bike and how it hurt my butt, but the book I had to write in a way that people would believe it, and it would be a good story, it would be a good read, it would capture your imagination, you could put yourself on the trip with me and everything, but the one thing that people don't realize is that I really didn't tell how hard it was because people wouldn't believe it would be unbelievable. Like if I literally wrote how hard each day was on my butt, on my wrists, on my back, on, on my head and my dizziness, people would be like, there's no way someone can live like that every day. So the books actually watered down some as far as how difficult that bike ride was. And People with Meniere's, they can fill in the blanks. And they mm. understood, like as Adrian read the book, as Adrian read the book, I'm sure she could fill in a lot of the empty spaces and be like, okay, I know that he's having a tough day, but I know that it's probably a lot tougher than the way he's describing it, where people without Meniere's disease probably just thought, wow, that was a really, really difficult bike ride. But it was, I had to water it down because if I actually said how hard it was and what I was going through minute by minute, it would be almost unbelievable. People would be like, well, then there's no way you can do that if that's how bad it is, but that's how bad it was. So I'm mm -hmm. hoping the book is a really good read and it describes the story and, and uh, does teach people about Meniere's and how tough it is, but it's definitely watered down some because I couldn't really say how difficult it actually is to get through each day. Adrian, do you got anything to comment on that? Um, well, I was going to say, uh, Dave had posted uh, the other day the um, part there, you know, at the end describing yeah. how, you know, it is with Meniere's. And, um, you know, just that little bit alone gets in your head yeah, and, and gives a clue as to how difficult that can be for somebody that lives like us. Yeah. Totally. But you still can't even describe it and have it make sense to someone without it. No. I mean, it's just you impossible. Can't, you, can't, you can't describe this disease, riding a bike or not to anybody that yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Unless you, you know, they take the time to do a little bit of research. Ask yeah. a few questions, or if you're living with a family member. Yeah, like my wife. My wife knows the extent of my of my struggles and my fights, and so does Dave and you. And you know, but yeah, it's still not the same. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know there was a lot of people that commented who had Meniere's that read the book that they even said it's worse than what the read it, the read is that they yeah. couldn't believe they do that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I could tell not having Meniere's. I could tell from people's comments that they appreciated how well you tried to explain it, but you could also tell that they were also like, yeah, but I'm sure it was a hell of a lot worse than what he's saying. And yeah. it was, it was, yeah. but like I said before, if I would have wrote that, people would have been like, that's impossible that he even could get up and ride a bike. You know, it's impossible. When it hit it close, it almost was. But that was the whole point of the book and the whole point of the trip was to do the impossible with the impossible disease we have. And, and, and you have inspired others to do the impossible that yeah. they consider impossible. Yeah. So... Yeah, that looks what? impossible for me to sit in this chair without my ass hurting. <laughs> you need a and I've got chair. a pad on it. <laughs> Are you wearing your bike shorts? <laughs> no, but I've even got a chair pad and my ass still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that's a good question, Dave. It's it's um that's another thing that I think um, my wife, Emily, too, on the second trip when she rode with me, you know, her, her butt was sore, you know, and that's something you, you, you just have to put it out of your mind when you're riding and just get to the next mile and get to the next mile. And so what did you, know, you, what did you do? Because normally when my butt starts getting sore, I'll just stand up on the pedals for a little bit, try to get the yeah. blood back in the butt cheeks. So is that what yeah, you, you would scoot, do? You scoot back on your seat a little bit so that you're not hitting. It's that bone right there between, I don't know what the name of that is, but there's like a bone there that just gets to the point where it's just so raw that, you know, as soon as you get on the bike the next morning, it's like somebody just taking needles and jabbing you right in the butt. It's it's really tough. Maybe you know, we but, uh, should come up with a new type of bicycle seat, like a big, thick cushion. Well, they have those, but, you know, I, I just have a regular mountain bike seat on my bike, so... The, the one thing that um, I got before this second trip was it's called a butt gel or something like that. And it's like a gel and then you wipe it on your rear and then you put your pants on and it's supposed to help. And I got on my bike and went about a quarter mile and all it did was it felt like I crapped myself and had diarrhea and it was just runny <laughs> stuff all, all in my bum hole and is getting all so I tried that for one day and ended up saying that's not worth it because that was more uncomfortable than my butt hurting was having a bunch of goo swishing around down there like diarrhea. It was horrible. So I was going to say, at least it could like help for to distract you or something like that. <laughs> been a real shit for those show. on the audio podcast, Adrian is putting up a sign that says shit show and it's backwards yeah. to us. And that was literal. That <laughs> so, was literal. <laughs> Oh, I wish you wouldn't have taken your Swami hat off. I had a challenge for you. Okay, no, put it back on. I can We're good. Put it back on. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, you have a challenge for me. Before Steve, I mean, um, brain fog, uh, Gigi here. Um, before Dave asks, oh, there you go. Well, last week, as you well know, was my anniversary and I had the both of you in a sultry voice say a few things, which I oh my God. enjoy, but I know Dave didn't, so we won't include him. So <laughs> Swami Steve, if you would please say to everybody in your Swami 
voice. Uh-oh. Hey, baby, come here. I'm not good at accents, but I'm trying to think how Aladdin would do it. You could think Apu Ooh. from The Simpsons, but I don't I, think you're allowed you know, to do that anymore. Hey, baby, come here. Hop on my magic carpet. Wow, that was about as white Midwestern white boy as you're going to get. That's Yep, that's that's what you're going to get from me right there. Okay. There was absolutely no Indian spice in that. Okay, in your Swami Steve voice, you will please say, Princess, you look fabulous. Princess, you look fabulous. Well, thank on, you. On my magic carpet. Oh, I want to ride the magic carpet. <laughs> Once again, very white boy, Midwestern voice right there. But all right. I don't know what Adrian's goal is for doing this. If she's going to like uh, steal Steve's voice and do some kind of identity theft over in India or I don't know. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I have. <laughs> okay. The hat comes off. All maybe right. Next, maybe Your turban off. They hey, don't think you're going to get away with not wearing that on another show now. No, I'm wearing it. I'm just trying to figure out a way where you can see what it looks like because it's hilarious. <laughs> For the listeners and viewers at home, we have almost gotten to the point where all of our technical difficulties are ironed out, but we still have a few more to go. So we'll get Steve's hat on next week. Okay. Um after this show, Adrian's going to get fitted for some hearing aids. So talk about that for a minute, Adrian, because I wear a hearing aid in my bad ear, my left ear, and I can't live without it. I love it. It just makes me feel better having it in. I don't know if it helps me hear better, but it definitely helps me feel more balanced in my head somehow. Right. So my, my brain is definitely getting some information from it that is helping me. I just don't know how to explain that. But uh, have you had hearing hearing aids before, or is this your? First I have time? not had hearing aids. Um, it's been a topic um, with my ENT and audiologist now for six months or more. Um, in April, they actually gave me my hearing test again and said, "Okay, well, it's time." And I've been putting it off and putting it off. And uh, the hearing's going a little bit more. Tinnitus is off the chain. Yeah. Um, and my balance, I'm going to go back to vestibular therapy for a little bit. Um, and usually my balance is very good because of my yoga. But the past week or so, I'm very unsteady. Um, I went to my ENT and a friend of mine that I had seen uh, last week had said, are you okay? You seem like you're a little unsteady. And I says, well, a matter of fact, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. So I decided that it was time. Yeah. I hope it works. It take, give it time though. You know, a lot yes. of people wear it for one day and they get pissed off and frustrated, but, but it takes weeks to get used to it. And, uh, at least it did for me. And I've heard other people, you know, you have to give it a few weeks and you just have to get in that habit of what it sounds like and, and putting them on. Um, you're going to hop in the shower with them and forget. Like I'll and forget I have them on. Yeah. I've done that so many times. I hop in the shower. Things are expensive like, now. I know. I, I know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mess them up. Yeah, like you don't want to get them wet. So like I've hopped in the shower so many times with mine just I forgot because it's in there all the time. And I'll just have to jump out really quick and pull it out and try and you keep mean, it dry. when you get in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I get in the shower, which isn't often enough. 
I have to remember this because you know the summer's here and I do enjoy going to my granddaughter's pool. Yeah. And and you and I guess they give you a little case you put them in and you know all yeah. that. Yeah. It becomes, it becomes part of your uh, survival bag that you take with you. You'll just always have your hearing aid container. So okay. I always have it in case I, I'm somewhere and I just don't need it or I don't want it. I can just pop it and put it in there and it keeps it safe. But I've had mine for the same one for over four years and it still works great. So, right. um, so I feel like I talk louder. Chris says that I yell now. Yeah, same and here. And his mother over there, she's always saying, well, you're always saying, what did you say? I can't hear you. Do I sound loud? Yeah, yeah. I talk no, loud. You don't sound loud to me now, Adrian, if that's I what you mean. sound like I'm loud. I don't you know, the, with me, the thing is, is I'll talk really, really loud, but I can't hear. So it's like when people do say, you know, say, ask me a question or say something, I'm like, huh, what did you say? Yeah. Like, how yeah. do you not hear me? You're loud. You know, you're loud yeah. enough for 10 people. So how can I think what's me? odd, though, is we'll be watching the television or something. And sometimes it's I say, Chris, please turn the TV down. And that makes and it louder. Other, other times I'm saying, please mm -hmm. turn the TV up. Yeah. No, that's same here. Like sometimes the volume, if I bring it down a little bit, it's quieter, but I can hear it finally. Because the hypercosis just like gets everything crazy in there. So I'm more, I'm just like, that sounds odd to me. Well, and people don't understand that. They're like, you know, the TV's super loud and somebody drops a dish in the kitchen and it feels like a bomb went off, you know, and it wasn't even that loud and it was far away. But that sounds come at me different than a normal person. So, you know, something outside, a weed whacker will just sound like a chainsaw on my head where I'm like watching TV and that sounds normal. Mm -hmm. So right, right, right. the way I, I hear, the way I hear is just totally whacked out. Well, it's going to be a new experience for the Gigi approaching 64 years old and getting her hearing aids. So I guess I'm official old lady grandma now. <laughs> yeah, that and your cane. I mean, we're... I have those over there. <laughs> yeah, I got my three. But I can there. still graduate your ass <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right and on that note um we have a few minutes left and we can do a couple getting to know you questions and then i'll have steve lead us out as soon as it's uh time do yeah. you know what i, I think about that three what? two one bam destination fucked okay, okay. and this Go is ahead. what i think all right. That's a little ode to Steve's butt gel on the second trip. There we go. All right. Number one, have you ever nicknamed someone and it stuck? Oh, I got a good one. You go, go ahead, Steve. Steve. What I think. All right. Well, we were in high school. Um, me and like five or six guys rented a, a hotel room just to hang out and do our thing and party and the, this was in the mid 80s and the movie cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers came out and it was on hbo in the hotel room so the movie is called chud and one of the guys that was with us i nicknamed him chud from that movie because it was the dumbest movie ever but that nickname has stuck for 40 plus years still still, still going he's grown he's an adult he's married has three kids 
has a great job and we still call him Chud. So yes, I have nicknamed someone and it's still sticking. Um, and you answered that quick and now, and it, then it just brought it to mind to me. <clears throat> I also have a friend from the late seventies, early eighties. Her name is Trish. And uh, we used to party a lot, whatever, go to the bars and people thought she was hot. So we call her Trish the dish. Nice. Um, to this day, now she's, uh, her daughter must be, I don't know, mid twenties, thirties now married. And she even still refers to her mother as Trish the dish. Do you have a phone number? Do you want her phone number? <laughs> and which strip club is she working at right now? Um, no, no. <laughs> All right, next one, all right. All right. That strike strike that one from the record. I can see her showing up at my house. All right. And probably wanting to beat me up. Um, all right. Who influenced your life the most? Wow. And we got a 30 second speed round on this one because we're coming up on a minute and a half. Gotta say my wife, Emily, hands down. After 20,000 years or however long you've been married, that's a good answer. Next week is our 25th wedding anniversary. And Congratulations. Um, I can't believe you hadn't killed your ass yet. <laughs> she can't believe you haven't killed my ass yet, Adrian said. I can't believe that it's taken this long for somebody to fire up a car super loud in the background that's probably going to show up on the audio. Nope, I didn't hear it. Anyway, we're, hop, we're, we're hopping on our e-bikes and driving, uh, riding our bikes to Vail and doing a little overnighter tonight in Vail. So pretty excited about that. It's, it's 40 cool. miles away. So you leaving your son at home? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you, what do you got on this one, Adrian? Who's influenced your life the most? And then we got to roll mother. out. My mother. Oh, nice. My mother. I miss her every day. She never met my granddaughter. Yeah. Hmm. The, the, the way she lived her life, following my dad around the world, dragging three damn kids. Yeah. Angel. Mom, she gave All me right. my And on that, we got to roll out. You want to take All us right. out, Steve? Yep. Hey, this is Steve with On The Vertigo. You just listened to On The Vertigo Show podcast. Join us again. Hopefully you'll find it every week. We'll be doing it every week. And uh, just hoping you guys get out there, do something you love push yourself a little bit to the limits and uh, nothing's impossible, even with a chronic illness. Um, if you have Meniere's disease, I apologize. I'm so sorry. And you are not alone, but get out there and try to do something good for yourself today or tomorrow. Peace out.